man, will this feud between Live Golf and the PGA Tour ever end? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it's ever going to end because you've got big names like Greg Norman and Rory McIlroy attacking each other verbally. It's, it's not going to change. It's not going to change. What's going on, everybody? This is Jake with the Rough Golf Podcast, episode number 15. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the shark, Greg Norman, versus McElroy, Rory McElroy, and their ongoing feud between the PGA Tour star and the executive director of the Live Golf Tour. Okay, these guys have been at each other's throats. We're going to dive into that and find out what's going on there, a little bit of the backstory. And then we're also going to cover Tiger Woods and his current position on the PGA Tour and the future uh, for Tiger on the PGA Tour. And we're going to see where he goes with that. So before we get started, I want to ask you guys to please leave a rating or review. I would really, really appreciate that. Definitely helps out the podcast. Let me know what you think. Let me know how you're feeling about this podcast if you're enjoying it or if it's helped you in some way during your golf journey. Now, Rory McIlroy and Greg Norman, okay, two golf superstars. I think we can agree, I think everyone can agree that both of these guys know what they're doing on a golf course. And if you've been following any golf news lately, then you would have read about or heard about the ongoing feud between the two of them. And I, I did some digging because I wanted to figure out, you know, where did this start? What what, what was the, the impetus that created this uh, feud between McElroy and Norman? And from what I gather, it seems like uh, there was a, an attempt by McElroy, at least that, as far as I know, to... Uh, reconcile and try to, um, you know, heal the the anger between the two of them. And in uh, one of the articles that I read about the situation, McElroy uh, is basically talking about watching a um, a documentary on Greg Norman's uh, pretty much meltdown at the Masters. And uh, McElroy then reached out and said, you know, that must have been very difficult for you. Of course, I'm paraphrasing here. Um, and uh, I can understand, you know, what you went through. And then Norman responded with, a, you know, pretty much saying, hey, I really appreciate that. Thank you. And that, that kind of left McElroy with the feeling like, oh, okay, you know, things are, we, we've come to a civil understanding now. All right. We'll be civil. You know, it kind of reminds me of that, that uh, scene in uh, 300 where Leonidas is like, there's no reason we can't be civil while he's eating that apple core. And I just, <laughs> I have to laugh about that. But that's that's kind of the the tension that you're experiencing now between McElroy and Norman with this ongoing verbal battle. So, uh, you know, McElroy reached out, basically, and tried to reconcile the situation. And it seemed like on the surface that it was fixed. Well, not so fast because live golf <laughs> is is uh, I mean it's on everybody's mind you know it's a it's a big tour it's a new tour and it's constantly in the news well 
Part of that means that the uh, executive director or CEO or whatever you want to call them of Live Golf, Greg Norman, is going to get a lot of attention, a lot of questions from the media. And it, in one of his interviews, uh, Norman essentially said that the PGA Tour was brainwashing or had brainwashed uh, McElroy. And because of that, uh, McElroy, you know, became very upset, obviously, as anybody would, because he felt like he had because he felt like he had, uh, in many ways, you know, uh, tried to reconcile with Norman and just the two of them have a fairly peaceful, um, albeit uninvolved, relationship. But Norman came out and, and said this, you know, basically saying that uh, Roy McElroy was brainwashed by the PGA Tour. And that uh, struck Rory uh, and cut him pretty deep. So he has <laughs> responded by saying, um, you know, and this isn't verbatim, but basically that he's going to, you know, be a, a thorn in Greg Norman's side uh, because of that comment, because uh, he feels like he was attacked uh, unjustly. Now, I think what Norman did there was was a little bit dirty. I mean, obviously, you know, they, they are playing two different sides of the field here because they're on two different tours, and they have two different agendas you know they have there's different outcomes that each of them want to see but i have a theory as to why norman said what he said about mcelroy even after mcelroy came out and tried to you know bury the hatchet and that has to deal with publicity good or bad having your name i.e live golf tour or pga tour out there being talked about being discussed being debated is good for your brand. Whether or not you want to say, you know, the, the reason that they're talking about these specific tours is because of an ongoing feud between two star members of each tour, it doesn't matter. It's still getting the publicity out there. People are still saying, hey, you know, some of those people have never even heard of the Live Golf Tour are saying, what is this? Or some people who maybe have heard of professional golf but haven't really you know, dive down into the PGA Tour and what it is, maybe they're going to start doing some research on that. So that's going to be bringing more people. It's going to bring more interest and attention to both tours. So publicity is a good thing for both of those tours. I don't I don't care what you say. It's going to be a good thing because it's going to bring people into the sport and have them question what's going on. And, you know, when you don't have... Uh, news like that, then you don't stay relevant. And I think both of these tours want to stay relevant. So I truly believe that the bickering will continue. Do I necessarily think that, um, you know, all of these uh, outspoken members of the PGA Tour or the Live Tour are intentionally doing this? I'm not sure that all of them are intentionally doing this. I'm sure there's a lot of hurt feelings on both sides, a lot of feelings of uh, you know, people being disloyal to the PGA Tour. And, you know, th their emotions can run high. Golfers, uh, you know, some of them can control their emotions and some of them become hotheads. But uh, it's on both sides. So I don't think this will stop. I think it will continue. I think both tours, regardless of what's being said about them, want to stay in the spotlight, want to stay relevant, want to be on the tip of everyone's tongue. And this argument and feud between Rory McIlroy and Greg Norman is is just another piece of the puzzle that's helping spur that on. Whatever you may think, 
the argument will continue. It will always be there. If it's not these two guys, it'll be a separate two guys opposing each other because everybody's going to have different viewpoints. Everybody's going to feel like their decision to stay or decision to go was the best for them, and not everybody's going to agree with that. I mean, I'm sure everyone listening has been around long enough to know you can't make everyone happy, and that's the same situation that's going on with golf. Why Rory McIlroy and now Tiger Woods are calling for Greg Norman's removal from head of the Live Golf Tour. I don't I don't know what they think they're going to accomplish with that. I mean, Greg Norman has spearheaded this uh, tour and has also has been pivotal in bringing in big names to the Live Golf Tour. So he also adds legitimacy to this tour. So I don't think that anyone's going to... Uh, abandon the shark as he was known on the tour um, for another figurehead I just don't think it will happen not unless Greg Norman wants it to happen and he's ready to retire which I don't think he is but I don't think uh, Live Golf is going to just say oh well you know to appease a couple guys on the PGA Tour we're going to go ahead and kick them off and you only got a couple of them that are saying this you don't have you know dozens upon dozens of professional golf uh, players and people who are movers and shakers in the industry calling for Greg Norman's ousting. It's just not happening. So you've also got uh, the backstory between Rory and Greg and what that means in the ongoing feud and trying to kick Greg out. So there's a lot to consider uh, when you hear these players say, oh, he needs to be removed. Well, there's more to the story. Just don't take it at face value. So I don't think that argument will change. I think it will be there. Live Golf and PGA will continue to battle it out, um, but Live Golf is gaining ground. You know, they uh, this past season, this inaugural season, was really impressive. Uh, I think a lot of people thought it wasn't going to stick around, but it did. They're coming back. They're playing more golf. This team model is something that's really exciting in the game of golf. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes. And as somebody who I would consider myself, you know, a fairly a traditionalist when it comes to golf growing up with the PGA Tour as far as uh, viewing professional golf, when I, when I consider myself a traditionalist for viewing professional golf. But Live Golf has introduced something new to the sport, and it's changing things, and I think that that is a good thing. And sometimes, well, most of the time, tradition should be challenged because if there's something better out there for the sport, it's going to help promote it. It's going to help more people come into the game of golf. Why wouldn't you want that? Why would you want to keep that from anybody? The joys of golf shouldn't be kept from anybody just because we want to keep one thing the same way it's been for several decades. Okay, It's going to come in, things will change, and hopefully that will push and grow the sport forward. And that's what I believe every golfer wants to see. So I don't know, maybe you have different feelings and opinions on that, and you're entitled to that, and I respect those. But we've got to view it from all angles and see the pros and cons of uh, these two tours battling it out. And that's you know, big, big pro is publicity. And that's going to get uh, people talking about um, these two tours and what's going on in the world of golf. And I think that's a good thing, guys. I really do. I truly believe that. So we have covered the Norman and McElroy. Uh, ongoing feud, the debacle between these two uh, legends in the field of golf. And now I want to talk about another legend in the field of golf, and that's Tiger Woods. Now, I'm sure everyone uh, is aware of the um, accident that Tiger Woods had where he did uh, tremendous damage to 
his lower legs and his back, and he's already had back problems, um, resulting in some surgeries and a lot of recovery time. And in one of the most recent uh, statements made by Tiger, he talked about struggling with the latest issue of plantar fasciitis, which is plaguing his golf game. And it's making walking very difficult. I mean, he even said something to the extent that he can hit the golf shots he wants to hit and the way he wants to hit them. So he hasn't lost that ability. It's just physically being able to walk a golf course. Now, most golf courses, you know, once you're finished walking those things, that can be, you know, three, four miles. So that's a, a pretty, you know, decent distance, especially for somebody who's got leg, lower back, and foot problems. You know, you just can't perform at the same level if you're dealing with those injuries um, that you would if, you know, you didn't have those, obviously. So that is, a, you know, front and center of Tiger's uh, career and future in golf is how is he going to deal with those injuries that he sustained in this most recent accident and this, this plantar fasciitis that he's got in his golf game. Now, I know... Um, from some guys that uh, I've played with before that have had a similar symptom that there are definitely like corrective orthotics and stuff like that. And I know there was also a mention of Tiger switching up his footwear to better help with that. But uh, there are some options that he's got and uh, it'd be interesting to see what he's going to do to try to combat that so he can get back on the course. Now, there's a question of carts, okay? Obviously, if you can't walk, but you can ride a cart and you can still make the shots that you want to make and perform at a professional level, should you be allowed to ride in a golf cart? And I don't think so. Currently, the PGA Tour does not allow individual players to use golf carts to uh, basically play or manage the course. Yes, I know what you're thinking wait a minute, I've seen players riding on carts before, and in some cases on some courses, they do allow for a shuttle between tee boxes to keep the pace of play. If you've got a long distance between the two tee boxes, then obviously you want to move those players faster. But as far as taking a cart, you know, hitting your shot off the tee, hopping in the cart, going down, and hitting your next shot, just like we all play, those average golfers out there, the majority of us that play that don't walk, you know, given whatever situation we're dealing with, as far as doing something like that on the PGA Tour, it's not going to happen. I don't think it will ever happen, even for Tiger Woods, even for this, you know, big personality, one of the largest personalities, and some may even argue the largest personality in the game of professional golf. I don't even think the PGA Tour will make that concession because the second you do, that's going to open up that field for discussion, for exceptions, for rules changes, and that's going to create and wreak havoc on the entire professional world of golf as far as the PGA Tour is concerned. Also, you have to think about uh, what, like, let's just, let's just say for a second, okay, let's, let's go ahead and do a hypothetical here. Let's say for a second the PGA Tour allows players with these injuries to utilize carts on the course. Well, there's going to be some arguments made that those players have an advantage because they're not as tired as other players who have to walk the course. They are not having to deal with the elements as much because you sometimes have windscreens and stuff like that on the carts. Um, they're able to, um, you know, play the game without a caddy. That's a big one. If you've got a cart to carry your bag, you could essentially get rid of a caddy. I mean, yes, you're still going to have to, you know, fill your divots and do all the etiquette that's involved in the game of golf, but 
if you don't have to have somebody hoof your bag around the course because you got a cart, there's going to be questions about whether or not caddies are, are actually necessary. You know, and some players will absolutely play with a caddy no matter what, but if they have the option to, you know, they, they got to play the, pay those caddies 10% of their winnings. Some players, you know, making, scratching the, the bottom of the barrel there uh, and making the cut and, and finishing, you know, T50 and bringing home like, you know, $12,000 and they got to give 10% of that away. Maybe they don't want to do that anymore. You know, maybe they feel like they could play better golf without having to have a caddy. I don't know. That's, that'll be uh, an interesting uh, field of discussion, but that's definitely something that will come up. Um, another thing that you'd have to consider is the wear and tear on the golf course with the carts. Right now, you've got people just walking over the course, but the second you've got carts going in, you're going to have the uh, the weight of the carts, the um, the tire tracks, and things like that that are all adding to the course conditions. And say those carts go out early, and the course is in, in terrible condition for when the afternoon players tee off. It's not a a good way for all of the players to experience the same course conditions. So. You know, adding carts in, even for a high-profile player like Tiger Woods, I don't think will ever happen uh, just because of the um, added stress that's going to go in and, and all of the, you know, what-ifs and caveats that'll pop up with the addition of a cart. And then, you know, obviously another big thing, uh, one other thing I want to mention about this is um, revenue, okay? The PGA Tour has advertising revenue, and... They have become very good at filming golf from different angles. And because they already have those camera angles and uh, positions set up to film, adding carts is going to throw a wrench in the mix because now they've got to deal with filming a player, you know, um, when they're doing their shots, making sure that the cart's out of the way, making sure that it's not going to interfere with advertising that would be shown, say, at like, you know, a, a green or something like that, and you got a big play going on. What if that cart blocks a sign for an advertiser? You're going to have a problem there. So um, they're going to have to think that in as well. That's why I think with, with all of those things that uh, I mentioned about introducing carts, it's not going to happen. So Tiger Woods... Uh, being able to utilize a cart um, on the PGA Tour, I don't think will ever happen. And I'm I'm pretty sure he doesn't even want to utilize a cart. I don't think that with the respect that that man has for the game of golf that he would want to do that, even if they allowed him to. I don't think he would do that. I don't. Now, Tiger has said that he would uh, plan on playing in the four majors next year in 2023 for the 2023 PGA Tour season and maybe one or two others um, so he, he's definitely wanting to, to maintain his presence in the professional world of golf. Uh, I know he's also been playing a lot with his son lately, Charlie Woods, um, in a lot of, uh, in helping him with, with his golf career and growing in the game of golf. So I know he wants to stay involved. I know he's not ready to retire or back out or anything like that. He definitely wants to continue his presence there. And I think that that will be good for the sport of golf. I think he's a big name that draws a lot of people into the uh, game of golf. A lot of people are interested. And who doesn't like a comeback story? You know, I mean, Tiger, he has had several injuries and that have plagued him and that, uh, you know, are definitely uh, impacting his game. But he's definitely up there when, you know, when you're looking at 
some of the best players ever in the game of golf. You know, two names immediately pop to mind, Jack Nicholas and Tiger Woods, you know, and there's always the the age-old question of who's better, Jack or Tiger. You know, I mean, that that pops up in many golfers' minds. I've heard a lot of that discussion out on the golf course after the round's finished, you know, enjoying your hot dog and everything. That's, that's you know, on a lot of golfers' minds. So will we ever know? I don't know. You know, Tiger Woods, is with, with these injuries and, and the struggles that he has with actually making it around the course, it's going to be hard to tell if he will ever, uh, you know, reach that Nicholas level of accomplishments, you know, because Nicholas set the bar pretty high. So there's a um, a few things that Tiger hasn't reached yet. I don't know if he will, uh, given his limitations due to those injuries. So will Tiger ever make it out of the woods? I don't know, but regardless of whether he does or not, anytime he gets out there and plays, it's going to be good golf. It's going to be fun to watch, interesting to see. It'll bring people into the sport. It will keep interest and, and uh, excitement about the PGA Tour events, especially the majors for golf. I mean, who doesn't get excited about golf majors? They are some of the best golf you'll ever see. So I think that's uh, going to be good for the sport especially that he's coming back to play those four majors. I can't wait to uh, watch him play in those majors and see how he does. Guys, if you've enjoyed this podcast, then please leave a rating or review. It really helps out the podcast. I'd appreciate it, and I want to know what you think. And also, if you've got questions about anything in the game of golf, then don't hesitate to shoot me an email over at roughgolfpodcast at gmail.com got questions about gear, getting started in the game of golf, what you can expect for your first time out when you're on the course, I'll be happy to help you with that and answer those questions to the best of my ability. I really appreciate you listening in for this podcast today. Thank you so much. And as always, keep on swinging.